welcome to the Station Tapes on 21 Soul. I'm your host, Lewis Marks, and on this podcast, I share intimate interviews with some of the best musicians in the world. In my role at Ropadope, I interview each artist as we prepare for the release of their latest record. I want to get the backstory, a sense of their intent, and their motivation around the new release. I found that given the opportunity in a relaxed setting, they feel free to open up about life and the challenges of being a professional musician. Today we venture out to, of all places, Akron, Ohio. Kofi Boache came to our attention through the Emmy-nominated film Made in Akron. His story is one of determination, talent, and mentorship under difficult circumstances. As a young child, he faced many obstacles, but he was encouraged to turn his attention to music. He has crowdfunded his own education at Berkeley. Amazing. Barack Obama granted him the President's Education Award for Outstanding Academic Excellence, and he's advanced to the final competition at Amateur Night at the Apollo. When I heard about Kofi, I just had to hear his own words on how he manages to excel under such challenging circumstances. Let's take a listen. All right, we're here at the Rope It Oak Room for another episode of The Station Tapes, and I have the great pleasure of speaking with a young pianist from the great city of Akron, Ohio, Kofi Bowache. Welcome. Thank you for having me, man. It's really great to talk to you. For people who don't know, uh, and, I, and I don't think there will be too many, because <laughs> this news is spreading fast, um, we were uh, hip to uh, Kofi by a documentary film made in Akron and if you haven't had a chance to see that please take a take a look and that'll that'll tell the story um so I've I've got I've got some of the usual questions for you Kofi okay but I've got some some other ones uh you know uh, we see a lot of people I, I I so appreciate someone like yourself in this business right now because you're proactive, you obviously have a great team behind you. Um, you know, you're really doing the kinds of things that a new, you know, that a musician in this day and age should be doing to get attention and to and to pave to reach people and and to get your career cooking. Um, but I want to mention this is the first, the most challenging question first for you. Okay. Um, I have a niece who was the top of her class all through high school, and she got into a special program at McGill University in Montreal. And on the first day of class, the teacher said, all of you were in the top of your class, but only one of you will be in the top of this class. So you are getting ready to go to Berkeley. Is that correct? That is correct. Are you ready? I think so, man. I mean, <laughs> I, I am so excited for the opportunity. I've always been an individual that uh, rises to the occasion, no matter what the situation is. And, and I was kind of in a similar situation in high school. I didn't go to the traditional high school. I was uh, in college. I had the opportunity to go straight from middle school to college and work at the University of Akron jazz program. And I had to make a choice. Either I fold and I become less of who I know I can be, or I choose to flourish in this situation. And I, I take the challenge of being around so many like-minded and skilled individuals and, and try to find something to make something out of myself. So I'm think, I think Berkeley is just going to be a great opportunity to do the exact same thing I've been doing here in Akron. I think it is too. And I, don't, I didn't want to scare you. Um, <laughs> but but I, I want to dig into that a little bit deeper. Um, 
you know, we all make little choices every day. And I want, I want to know what kind of choices you make when something negative comes your way, when you have a challenge. How do you transform it to that positive uh, energy that you're, that you're exuding right now? Yeah, I mean, well, I think that's been the story of my life, man. I mean, I grew up in the, the inner cities of Akron, Ohio. And aside from that, I also grew up in a single parent household where my dad left and he didn't just leave. He said that I wouldn't amount to anything and I, I wouldn't be anything. And mm. I think from that experience early on, you know, I had a choice. Again, I had a choice of either folding and becoming who he said I was going to be or, or flourishing and taking the advice that I took from my two older brothers and making something out of myself. And so I think that any time that I'm hit with adversity or negativity, um, I have to remember who I am. And I have to remember that I grew up in a household with a mother that consistently instilled with me, hey, you're better than the situation you're in. You're better than who they say you are. And you can do anything that you put your mind to. All you have to do is believe in yourself first and the rest will take care of itself. So you hear that voice on a day to day then? Absolutely, man. I mean, that's what pushes me. That's what drives me. Negativity is around us all the time. I hear, I mean, there's so many people that if I chose to think about it, that don't want me to even be doing this right now, this interview. Right. But um, I don't, I don't pay attention to them, to be honest with you. Um, I, I try to stay away from uh, social media as much as I can. I mean, I'm on social media and I'm, I use it, but for the most part, um, I'm, I don't really look through it. Um, and I, I focus on what I need to focus on right now. And that's my music. And and my family and everything else will take care of itself. You got to have a good filter on. That's for sure. How, how do you go to the piano when, when, you know, is, is the music a transformational piece for you as well? Music is the source of all of my confidence and everything, man. Um, music has always been that for me. Um, when my dad left, I met music. And so I had an opportunity to transform all of that negative energy that I had, all of that, that hurt into healing through music. And that's something that's always been pretty integral for me. And that's why music is so much more than just playing an instrument for me. It's, it's something that I feel. Um, and at the end of the day, I mean, at the end, like it's, it's, a, it's something like when you, even when you see me play, um, it's more than just me hitting notes on a piano. I feel what I'm doing and I'm connecting with people. And, and right now I see that growing and, and people are starting to realize that. And that's what's really cool about music right now for me. It really is. We are blessed over here with so many people who share uh, the, that same mentality and, uh, not only is music a transformational piece for them, but it's an opportunity to be a transformational piece for, for everyone, everyone who will listen. Absolutely. Um, you, you wrote somewhere that, uh, and this, this is the, the, the conclusion of this segment and <laughs> these kinds of questions. Okay. <laughs> uh, you wrote somewhere um, that it was 90%, that music was only 10% of the path. Do you, do you remember that post? I think it was in one, you, you do a, uh, uh, um, a running blog. That's right. Yeah. Blog. I do a, a video series called my journey. And, um, and do, through that, that was actually a way to also kind of increase uh, recruitment for, for school. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people just needed to know what I was doing. And so I came up with this idea of not just like making a, a blog or a paragraph to write about it, but actually doing like a short, you know, film video series showcasing the journey and yeah i mean when i when i was talking about that i think that's uh when i was applying to go to berkeley and, and it really was like 10 percent of it was just the music but 90 percent of it was just you know preparing your mind preparing your spirit um i know what i can do on an instrument that's that's already established but who am i as a person you know it's so much larger than that and me and and my my team we talk about that all the time that it's all about people first you know music will will come 
Um, yeah. Talent is great. You know, talent will get you into the room. Titles will get you into the room, but purpose is better. The ability to galvanize individuals for one common goal because of who you are um, mm-hmm. is something that's too great and too worthy and too valuable to be overlooked. Well said. Well said. And I'm going to close that with uh, Muhammad. Ali. The great Muhammad Ali said that the fight is won or lost long before you enter the ring. So uh, <laughs> thank you for your, 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 your positive energy. I think it's, a, I think it's uh, something that our listeners uh, and, and even a lot of artists at Ropado can, can, can take with them and, and, and find strength in. Do you, you. being from Akron, I, I have no idea what the music scene is like in Akron. Um, is there a particular sound do you think to, to the city? I think there's a, there's an excitement right now. And, and I don't, I think there's so many different genres that's going on right now. We have a, a vibrant jazz scene that's been growing. Um, for when I first started playing, we had no opportunities to perform. So I started playing about 10 years ago. And now, I mean, at the age of 19, you can, you can find a venue for just about any type of music you like. We have a great venue for, called Blue Jazz here in Akron, Ohio, that allows so many artists to go and perform. And we have national acts come in every week, um, you know, from Corey Henry to, you know, I mean, just the list goes on and on. Um, so, I mean, it's great to have that here. And it's great to also, because we're so, we're so intimate as far as with the, the proximity of, of everything, you can actually talk to some of these guys. And, um, and it's, it's a great opportunity, especially for a young guy like myself, to, to be around uh, Akron at this point. We're growing and we're doing a lot of great things. And um, just to see where it's going to be in the next couple of years is pretty exciting. And I hope I can contribute to that. Would you say that the, uh, that the, that the community of musicians there, um, you know, on a scale of supportive to competitive, where would you place it? Um, on the scale of supportive to competitive. I, yeah, I think let me it, frame that for a second. Um, okay. You know, in Philadelphia, you know, and, and, and each has its, has its benefit, right? So if you, yeah. go to, if you go to Philadelphia, you know, they say if you can, if you can make it here, right, you're, you're going you're gonna to be fine because it's, it's a bit of a competitive environment for, you know, people, uh, people have a general uh, sense of competition, Mm-hmm. And you go to Dallas and it's each one teach one all day long, you know, right. and both are great musical communities, but I wonder where Akron falls in that. All right. I think that at this point where we, we try to be supportive, I think that uh, there's, I don't know, I, cause I'm not really, uh, I, there's a stigma sometimes about there are some musicians that don't want to help each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that right now we, cause, because we realize where this scene is headed, um, we're all about collaborating. And I've seen that over the past couple of years uh, with a lot of different people that you would have never thought would have worked together. Now they're, they're coming together, they're doing projects, they're doing a whole, they're holding events together. Um, so they're bringing both of their audiences together to do something special for an evening. And, and um, it's pretty exciting, I think. Good, good. Um, we have a, a, a lot of folks talk about uh, knowing the sound of a particular city. Um, you know, Aaron Parks comes to mind. Um, and when they get to another city, Berkeley actually uh, is where he is. He went, I believe. Oh, really? Wow. Um, or maybe he was in, in New York, and I, I might be confusing who 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 quoted this. But a couple people have mentioned that they they kind of mastered their sound, and their sound they didn't realize that their sound was uh, sort of specific to the region that they came from. And then they got to Boston and they were like, oh, they play it a little differently here. So each city has a sound. Um, What kinds of contemporary 
uh, musicians are you listening to from other cities? And, and do, you, do you recognize a difference in the sound? There's definitely a difference. I think early on, um, because I, was, I started off, I didn't start off necessarily playing jazz music or, or anything, R&B. Um, I started off classically trained and then it transitioned into like gospel music. And so, of course, you hear the, the great difference from the East Coast sounds to the West Coast sound. Um, it, it's just different, and, and even how their their approaches, their voicings are are completely different. Uh, as for the sound, as far as in the in the jazz world, or, or even in the R and B world, I mean, man, I mean, I look at guys like Robert Glasper and mm-hmm. and hear what they're doing, um, and and then also with Corey Henry, uh, it, some of his the way that he does things, uh, just structure wise, and, and and different approaches to his chords and his voicings, they're different, but maybe not you know, entirely different from how we may do it in Ohio or how I've, how I've heard it around here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a different sound, um, but it's something that I feel like can, can blend in, in in any type of situation. So, yeah, I think it's a cool sound here. Cool. Any Anybody else? You mentioned Corey and, and Robert. Um, is there anybody else out there right now that's, that's inspiring you? Uh, contemporary? Brian Culbertson, easily. Hmm. Um, and Brian, I had the chance to to meet a couple of times. And the last time I met him, I talked to him. We talked for like 30 minutes talking about just the business of music. And I think I learned more from him in that 30 minutes than I've learned from anybody else. And that 30-minute conversation helped plan the next 30 months of my life, man. Wow. Um, from from hearing what he had to do, I mean, and even, even at the level he's at, he's still working and he's pushing himself behind the scenes. He can pack an amphitheater of uh, 1,500 people. But yeah, he's still running his own website, you know. Uh-huh. So hearing things like that is um is impressive, and it helps me to realize, okay, the work is never over. Just because you think, oh, I want to make it, doesn't mean that you're done working hard, and it's still still continues. So it was a huge factor for me. It, it just changes, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean Her- Herbie's still there. Herbie's still out there working hard, to, you know, to yeah to to remain. Uh, as relevant as he has been, uh, you know, in, in, in a changing world. So absolutely. Uh, how about the, uh, how about the greats? How about some, how about some, uh, you know, of the, of the, uh, the older jazz, uh, cats that, that, you know, who's, who's your greatest inspiration on that side? Yeah. I mean, well, you kind of named it right there. Herbie's uh, definitely uh, one of those guys that I've always kind of listened to growing up. I mean, also I'm a huge fan of Art Tatum. Oh my goodness. His story, um, and even him being, you know, from Ohio mm-hmm. and hearing what he's been able to do. I mean, that, and I mean, just the story in general is, is incredible. Um, and so I listen to a lot of Tatum. Um, so yeah, those two guys are definitely up there for me. Nice. Nice. There, I want to give a shout out and, and I'm sorry that I don't recall the name right now, but in the documentary, um, there's a woman represented uh, as, as your first teacher, maybe. Yeah. She, Trisha Thompson of the Ohio conservatory. Yeah, can you talk a little bit about how you, when you first met her and, and what that experience was like? Yeah, so I, I started taking piano lessons before my, my ninth birthday. So when I was about eight years old, I started. And um, at first, when I went there, it was a group class with a bunch of five-year-olds. And I was this big, tall eight-year-old. And they were all playing, I mean, the, the best Mozart, the best Chopin. Like, these kids were incredible. And I was like, okay, first of all, they're way too advanced. And second of all, I didn't want to be here in the first place. Mom, she saw a random advertisement for it. She was like, okay, you tried doing baseball. You tried doing all these other sports. You want to try music? I was like, uh, I'll give it a shot. And <laughs> that, that first class, man, was absolutely terrible. I was I'm not coming back. But there was an assistant teacher who said, wait, the head teacher, Trisha Thompson, wants to speak with you. 
So I waited after that class and she said, you know, she looked at my hands and then she looked in my eyes and then she said, I see something in you. Just wow. stick with me. Just stick with me. Instead of these group classes, let's, let's take private lessons. And so instead of those group classes, we took the private lessons and I mean, the rest is history, man. Um, we've been from beginner's books to advanced books within a couple months. And um, I mean, she's so much more than just my piano teacher, man. She's been a amazing mentor, um, helped show me the ropes with the business of music as well. Um, you know, and it's kind of weird because, you know, when people see us going out for lunch, you know, I'm, you know, optically, it's like, why are we together? You know, people, right. she's, she's, she dresses <laughs> differently mm-hmm. from me and I'm, you know, but I mean, that's, that's my, that's my home girl, man. She's great. <laughs> she's, she's a great woman. She's an amazing person. And um, I mean, she's, she's just an amazing woman. I, I can't say enough great things about her. Yeah, and you know the the greatest part about that to me is, is I mean there are two there are two great lessons in there. You know, the first is uh, I'll give it a try. Sometimes can can really lead to some amazing things. Absolutely. Uh, and, and second, that uh, you know it is important to know which people around you are truly supportive of you uh, and can can help you get uh, to levels that you don't even that you don't even know that that you can achieve. Um, you're probably going to be asked this. Actually, I'm going to save that one for last. Um, Humble, no fear. Yeah. Um, First off, any luck with LeBron? (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay, so. And I I don't know. I mean, I've met people that are, you know, of course, being in Akron, that are related to LeBron. And, you know, they've said they were going to, I don't know, send something to him. But I've never heard anything from LeBron. Well, I'm gonna search honored. my I'm gonna search my LinkedIn and and wherever and we're gonna see there we go. if we can't get to LeBron. But let's talk about humble and no fear. And I want to know why 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 you chose those two word two you know three words to be together. Yeah, well, initially this whole idea of the humble and have no fear campaign launched from early in 2015 at the time when there was a lot of gun violence happening in our community in Akron and Cleveland and. A lot of my peers were afraid to go out into their communities. And I've always viewed myself as a leader amongst my peers. So I said, okay, let me take the responsibility of trying to, you know, inspire them and give them hope. And so I said, okay, humble and have no fear. And I started this wristband campaign and I partnered up with our local CBS affiliate here in Akron or I mean here in Northeast Ohio. And uh, we created this, this commercial that was kind of advertising, hey, through everything that's going on right now, no matter what, you know, be humble, remember where you've come from, but at the same time, have no fear, have no fear to be yourself, have no fear to achieve whatever you want to achieve. And from that, I mean, that was just a campaign to help advocate for, for peace and, and comfort. But now that's become my lifestyle, you know, being humble and have no fear, remembering everything that, that's been in this journey, but at the same time, have no fear to go out there and be who I know I can be. Beautiful. I mean, I, I think most people will instantly understand the have no fear piece. Um, but I think that, that what's most interesting to me, at least, is that you've coupled that with be humble. Um, did, where, where does that come from for you? Um, I mean, it, it's my life, man. <laughs> I've, I've grown up in, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm from Akron, Ohio, from the inner city. Um, you know, I grew up in a situation where statistically a lot of my peers that I went to high school with and, and that I even went to elementary school with, some of them I don't see because they're in jail. Mm-hmm. And I realized, you know, I grew up in, in a, a 
Section 8 housing where there was body etchings. Every time you, you know, you go outside, there was, you saw police lights. And um, my mom shielded me from that, but we still saw it. And, and the reminder that that could have been me, you know, had my life been differently, had I maybe said yes to joining that gang instead of saying yes to piano lessons, you know? So for me, it's like this journey that I'm on is too big. It's, it's so much larger than just myself. And it's so much larger than just playing music for me. This is something that I feel like indebted to. And for me to make it seem like, oh, this is all about me or, oh, I'm, I'm just so great. It's just not my life, man. And so being humble is the main priority for everything. And, and, and I think it, as you put it there, it, it leads to a certain strength. Absolutely. To overcome things. Uh, you're probably going to be asked this final question many times in your life. And um, I don't think you're too young to ask this question. Uh, What advice do you have for young musicians? There's a lot of people in this world that will tell you no. There's a lot of people in this world that will tell you that you're not good enough. Um, And there's a lot of people that will tell you that your skills don't match what they should be in a specific area or whatever the case may be. No, no, no. But all you need at the end of the day is one yes. All you need is one person to believe in you. All you need is one person to tell you, hey, you can do this. And I believe that by, by continuing to do what you are called to do, you put yourself in a great position to be successful every time by always being true to yourself in every way of the word um, and, and following in the footsteps of people that you look up to, you know, learning from them and observing from them. That's the biggest thing that you can ever do. Um, and especially for some, somebody like myself that's growing to try and reach a goal. Um, that's all I can say to somebody else that's trying to do the same thing. Beautiful. Kofi Boache, I want to thank you so much for spending time uh, with, with me here today. Uh, I want to tell people that uh, there's a campaign ongoing, yes, uh, yes for you to get uh, to Berkeley and, and continue to uh, learn and inspire people as you already have. Uh, and that's at, where can they go for that? You can visit my website at www.kofibmusic.com or you can add me on social media. It's all there at Kofi B Music. Wonderful. And, and, and kudos for uh, not asking people to spell your last name in the URL. Because <laughs> <laughs> it makes it so much easier. Oh, man, that uh, would have been trouble. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, but rather interesting. Uh, so thank you again. I really appreciate you. And I hope that we can uh, meet in person someday soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you all for tuning in to the station tapes. If you like what we do, please subscribe on Mixcloud at 21 Soul. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google, and wherever else pods are cast. Our video interview series is available on YouTube at Ropadope99. And you can find out more about the artists we speak with at ropadope.com. Thanks to the 21 Soul team, Nick Perry and Steven Jashevsky on production, Larry Yetman on video, and the great Fabian Brown on the creativity and positive energy tip. Our theme song is from Red Hook Soul by saxophonist Michael Blake. You can find out more about Michael Blake at michaelblake.bandcamp.com or on your favorite streaming service. Finally, thanks to all of you who keep the flame burning for independent quality music. To the musicians who pour their creativity into the world, and to those of you who are taking the time to listen, we hope you enjoy the show.